story. Welcome back to Pilot Boys. My name is Caesar. Here with co-hosts. Here with my co-hosts. Karen. Here with the co-hosts. Kareem. Here with Karen of internet fame. <laughs> uh, today we're going to do the new Disney Plus TV show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the follow-up to WandaVision, which just ended two weeks ago, right? Yeah, I think so. This is picking up... After the Captain America storyline, after Endgame, what did you think? I thought it was a really enjoyable, like, it felt, I mean, it felt like Winter Soldier, like, the movie. Mm-hmm. It was, like, very, like, spy action movie thing. Mm-hmm. I don't really have much to say. It was fun to watch. Yeah. I, I like Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. You think he's, like, a little hottie, huh? I think Sebastian Stan is very hot. Yeah. You have the hots for him, for sure. Yeah, like, every time he's on screen, I'm like, wow, he's a really attractive guy. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I agree. I thought, well, first off, the big scenes, like, the... So, the show starts off with this, like, I don't know, like, an op, I guess, where... Or, like, a mission where Falcon has to look after... Look for this guy on a plane, Balrog, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Is that his name? The French dude. And they have, like, this fight scene. It's It almost feels like a Star Wars... Like a like, fighter. Like a TIE fighter scene yeah. where, like, they go through the fucking shit or whatever. Through the, the rocks. And, like, they're maneuvering. Because, you know, like, for a TV show, this shit, it, like, it looks great. really good. Like, it looked like I was watching a movie. Yeah. It's just, like, a lot more dynamic, I think. You know, like, WandaVision had, like, one action. Like, or I guess a couple... Se- scenes where like they were really highlighting the action but it didn't feel that much it felt more like a slow burn kind of psychological thing mm-hmm. this one feels like an action flick you know like mm-hmm. they start off with that's the that's the first foot forward kind of shit yeah and yeah and it's juxtaposed by you know falcon's mundane life like life at home and like picking up the pieces after you know the events of the snap which they call the blip now and also following Bucky Winter Soldier as he's going through therapy and like dealing with his own personal stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you? What what worked best for you? I think that first action scene was really great. Yeah, I think it's like hard to top that. It's gripping. Gripping. I think yeah, like it's just it's interesting that they like started it off the show that way. Yeah. Um, because it's. I'm like I'm sure it must have been so expensive to shoot something like that. Yeah, <laughs> it just gets the like, it gets the ball rolling so quickly that I was like kind of like taken aback by how like interested I was. Yeah, just, like on the first scene. Also, like the I think in terms of like the flying squirrels, like skydiving shit. Mm-hmm. This is for sure the best scene. Like I've seen the Transformers one. I've seen don't they do it in Fast and the Furious? I've seen a lot of these things and, like, while cool and, like, concept, they never really pulled off all that well. But this one, I mean, oh, I, I guess another one, it's not related because it's not the, the like, flying squirrel thing. But, like, Power Rangers, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, one mm. of the best skydiving scenes ever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I think that this was pretty up there. Like, it was just so dynamic. And we watched this one, like, because, of course, this is one of those, like, shows that you got to keep up with now because it's in the zeitgeist. We watched, like, a recap video and uh, somebody talked about, like, the weight of, like, the action sequences where, like, Falcon, like, goes up to one of these dudes and, like, pulls their parachute. And, like, it feels like this. I don't know if it's the sound design, but, like, it feels like there's a, a real weight to it. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of, like, picking up the pieces, you know, like, we're post-Endgame, post, like, everybody coming back or whatever. And, and they're just kind of getting everybody situated in their lives. Falcon has to deal with, you know, the idea of giving up the shield, which recently Captain America handed over to him at the end of Endgame. And I think the stuff that worked best for me, and just, like, getting into it right away, was his family stuff. You know, like, right after the action sequence, and, like, he comes home, he starts to deal with, like, I guess, his family business of, uh, it's like a, it's a shrimp business, right? Yeah. Because, of course, that's what people from louisiana have which they changed to for some reason he's like he, he's from louisiana now instead of harlem i um, probably did that for anthony mackie you think isn't he from louisiana is that right i thought that's what the recap video said oh uh, okay it's like it's a nice little nod to anthony mackie's like Got it. personal life yeah well anyways i actually really thought that that stuff really worked like because i I don't know about you, but I don't know how you felt about Falcon, but he's just kind of been, I don't know, maybe he's, he, his character hasn't really been fleshed out like that, but he never really seemed like he had an inner life or like just was his own person, you know? Like he was just there and down to fight when Cap didn't even need him really. Like he just kind of was just like, I'm just down, there. I'm down, I'm down to like start. Whatever you need me, I'm there. <laughs> yeah. Like he was, he was kind of thirsty in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Like it's the bad, huh? You know? He, he was, he was I mean, but that was his job, though. Like, his job was, like, to literally, like, at that point, he was working for the, what is it, the VA? Yeah. And that, like, his job was to help transition military yeah. people. For sure. I, I you just... Know, like, I, I felt like that was a good use, like, but that's literally the only time that it came up, and, like, it was never used again. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, he existed as a point to, like, help, like, as a... A transitionary character to get Cap caught up to the times, essentially. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's also kind of super, I guess. Or he becomes super. But, I mean, I, I always liked their dynamic in the comics. Because I felt like well, they had, a you know, like a longer history, I guess. And it didn't just feel like he was just like a sidekick. Because I feel like in the movies it made him out to a sidekick. It felt mm-hmm. more like Frozone, you know? Like, Frozone was his own character in Incredibles. Like... He didn't have much screen time, but he dominated that screen time. Like, he was tight, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> and I feel like Falcon's finally getting that, where, like, we get to see him on his own and, like, see him kick ass on his own instead mm-hmm. of just, like, whatever. Tell me a little bit about Bucky's side and, like, how you felt about it. I thought it was pretty interesting in general, though, that, like, they chose not to have them share the screen. Yeah. Like, this episode is just them completely, like... They're completely separated. Yeah, because by all looks of it, this looks like a, a buddy comedy, right? Yeah, and so I think I think that was an interesting choice to have them not even be together in the first episode. Yeah, and I don't know about you, but when it was first announced, like I just didn't imagine them because they're also like two of like the most serious. I mean, 
like brooding kind Maybe of to Falcon themselves. Isn't. He's a more fun loving, I guess. But there's something like quiet about both of them. No, yeah. like there's like like they're not like this... like the animated characters. Yeah. Maybe just when he's like in the sky, Falcon is more animated. Yeah. <laughs> but like like IRL is like a regular person. He's like very like calm, I wanna say. Mm-hmm. Like he like it just doesn't feel like he's very like hot headed or like his personality is that outgoing. Yeah. So when I first like heard and like Winter Soldiers or Bucky is like not even a person. He's just like an emo boy. Yeah, he's just like a sad boy. So I I was like curious to see what they would do with them because mm-hmm. they're not like Mr. Personality walking around. Yeah. So I think it's like pretty interesting that I mean, you could say the same thing about Wanda. She was not Yeah, she was You know like who gave a fuck about Wanda in the in the movie? I mean, even yeah, like we only just found out about like what she even likes in like, yeah. the last few episodes. Like Vision is in the movie for like 2 minutes and he's the best part of that movie. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I I think I mean, obviously, the way this the show's set up, but like, I still keep saying Winter Soldier and the Falcon because Winter Soldier to me the name is so dumb. But also, just like in terms of like who has the bigger profile in the MCU, it's been Winter Soldier so far. So I thought that they were gonna do like Winter Soldier, but obviously, like they're doing like you know Falcon takes over the mantle kind of shit. Well, I'm assuming I don't know. That's my theory. He's taking over the mantle and like they're gonna go from there. I mean, I I think this is a good first step forward. And making us like these characters. Because I, I like Bucky's story, which I had asked to tell us about. Tell, tell oh, us yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, about yeah. Bucky's Sorry. story. I just wanted to say what I thought before yeah, I lost yeah. it. Bucky's story. His was actually pretty interesting. I feel like we, we some, get to see... Some Soprano shit, for sure. Right yeah, the like the way it's shot also. Well, Sopranos is like famously a mafioso who like goes to therapy. And that's what that's the, the kind of the backbone of the show, and I was like, oh, they're they're coming out with Tony Soprano shit like right away. Mm. But yeah, it's just like so. His version of it is like his version of the first episode is him just waking up and trying to live a normal life, going to his therapist and trying to. It seems that his main goal is trying to make amends for all of the bad things that he did as the Winter Soldier. Yeah. And I think they do a really good job of, like, showing, like, the psychological toll that it's had on him. Like, he Mm -hmm. can't, like, in the way that we saw how hard it was for Cap to, like, acclimate to life, Mm -hmm. like, it was hard for him and he was, like, a a perfect person. Yeah. Right? And now, like, you have, Bucky's, like, the complete opposite of that. Like, a complete inverse of Captain, like, of Captain America. And... Like, how do you even try to have a normal life after, you know, being a soldier of death yeah. for over a hundred years at this point? Yeah, and it's also the idea of like a. I mean, I don't. I don't think so far that they've shown that Buck it weighs on Bucky that much. Like so far, it's been looking at the way that like literally the death of Captain America as a, as he no longer exists, and the way that that affects Falcon and like whether or not he should be involved somehow or like taking up the mantle but winter soldier also as you just mentioned like of course he compares himself to steve we just haven't seen really much of it but it is kind of like the legacy this one person had on like that's kind of the the connection between the two besides like their team-ups or whatever do you think that 
Bucky sees his his like his brainwashing as like his fault, or do you think he's now at, at a point in the MCU where like he no longer thinks it's just his fault? Because I feel like yeah, in, in Winter Soldier they present that as super guilty, but like at least now he can like be in society, you know? Like yeah. it's like it's a different function. It's a yeah. different Bucky now, right? Yeah, or he's at least well. He was in Wakanda for a while, right? Like, yeah. recovering. And I think that probably helped him kind of get a foot forward and acclimating and, like, coming to terms with things. We didn't see him there, but I assume that it was a pr- pretty peaceful way of living. Yeah. It was, like, a good transition, transitionary time for him. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm just speaking as, like, a fan of the Winter Soldier stuff. I, I feel like, yeah, he hasn't been... He's a new Bucky than the last time we really got to, like, spend time with him. Because he just became kind of a side character in every Avengers, like, uh, Infinity War and Endgame, for the most part. You know, like, he didn't have, like, a big role. He was there. Like, he showed up because it's it's the ensemble movie. But, like, he didn't, he, he didn't really have much story that we really saw on screen. So, I'm glad to see that... He, we get to see his story now, but I've, it does feel like he's in a different place. Like he is functional at least like, mm-hmm. cause he seemed almost like he couldn't even be around people kind of shit. Yeah. So th- I did like that. They, they pair him up with like an older Asian friend, like an older Asian man. And he apparently killed his son. Right. Is that, yeah, is that that's what, what how, Yeah. Do you think that Bucky's hanging out with him? Because you want to atone for it, or you think he just found out? Like I, I, I think I missed that. Like with the course of like, which happened first? Like, is he just hanging out with him so he can eventually tell him that, like? Yeah, like, I sorry. think so. I think he's like trying to. So like the whole friendship is like an an op, basically. But he also likes. I think he likes hanging out with him. He likes yeah. hanging out with an old dude because he's like an old person, actually. Yeah, because. <laughs> It's, he was like, no one made it to 90, right? Something like that? Yeah, I think so. And he's yeah, like, ah, sure. so young. <laughs> 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 yeah, which is which gets into the big narrative of, like, holding on to the past. For Falcon, it's, like, the way, like, the Captain America stuff weighs on him and, like, how... I don't know. Maybe it's, like... I, f- I feel like they might get into it, maybe, but it feels almost like he has imposter syndrome. Like, he doesn't deserve it, or, like, he hasn't really... Falcon? Like, yeah. And for some reason, when <laughs> when I thought of this, I thought of... <laughs> this is what I thought w- was, like, he's a side chick catching main chick feelings. Like... <laughs> but also not. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't really make... <laughs> the joke doesn't make all that much sense, but also, like, it Those kind of is that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like I, I, yeah, I feel like a part of him feels that he doesn't deserve the mantle. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if it's imposter syndrome. I don't know, like, what else is there? But based on like all the, like, just this, the the subject matter that they're drawing from, I guess, like the source material that they're drawing from, it does very much seem like that's where they're going. And I'm interested to see what the reaction's gonna be because in the comics when they made Falcon Captain America, it was like all the fucking toxic fanboys came out or whatever. Mm. So I'm curious to see what it's going to be like to actually see it. Because like, I think most most comic like nerds assume that's where it's going to go, but it's another thing for it to exist. 
on screen. Like, you know, like it's it's a different kind of like phenomena. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It becomes like more like the fact that there's like a flesh and blood person portraying. Yeah, but also just like a show at the scale, mm-hmm. you know? I want to know if it'll be like a cool moment or like, you know, just just curious to see how it's going to turn out. Because mm-hmm. like also like every time somebody takes on the mantle, it can be awkward. Like it doesn't look all that great. Like mm-hmm. I remember watching Daredevil and I think at the end of it, part of the suit looked weird, right? Doesn't matter. There's I, an awk- I think there's like an awkwardness about like the costume. Yeah. You no, know? that's what, like the. I think so. I also just think like in terms of fits, you know, like if we're just rating the fit, I don't think the Falcon Captain America fit is all that good. But who knows how they design it for on screen? Mm-hmm. You know, like it, we don't know if it's going to be the same thing. Because mm-hmm. the first Captain America suit looked like shit. Like, that shit was trash. Like, the one from the, the, first, the movie, first movie? It was trash. It did not look... It looked... Like, his head looked weird, right? Yeah. The helmet? It was very campy. Um, it looked cheap. But it, also, I feel like that added to the charm. I liked, ca- like, the first <coughs> Captain America. And I know not a lot of people did, but I thought it was kind of cute and cheesy. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. Which, I, I don't know, there was, like, there was a charm about it. Mm-hmm. I was charmed by it. But then, like, I'm happy to, like, what it turned out yeah. to be. I feel like watching the first one, then watching the watching Winter Soldier. Completely different like, movie. Like, night universes. Like, it just feels like... But that, like, I feel like that's so much more impressive that they were able to accomplish that feeling. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it was on purpose, right? <laughs> like, the first Captain America is completely different show. Like, a. Director, yeah, for sure. From the, the second one, uh-huh. right? But, I mean, yeah, not, we're talking about Captain America a lot. Though. But No, but I think that this is, like, what this is built off of. Like, I think, obviously, Falcon and Winter Soldier take after the Rousseau type of Captain America that they, they explain. But I am interested, and based on, like, a lot of the theories, I am interested to see that this is going to go into, like... Perhaps where they introduce race into like into Captain America. Mm-hmm. Well, one with Falcon directly, but also like there's been like historically like a black Captain America or like you know just different people who have donned the mantle. They they showed one on the in the first episode the government Captain America that they rolled out. They're introducing the part like idea of like I guess like a black Captain America, but so okay. The way that Cap was created was, it's essentially kind of eugenics, right? It's like a a military experiment to create a superhuman. Mm-hmm. And while in text, mm-hmm. or in the, te- or I guess in the, sh- in the movie, he's like cool with it. He's like chill with it. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with this. But like when you, when you racialize it, it doesn't seem as cool, you know, like, I think part of uh, the, the Black Cap's storyline is that he gets experimented with, like, not of his own volition. Mm. And that seems very eugenics-y. And, like, also, I started to think about, like, oh, well, Captain America, you know, like, they introduced a new Captain America, like a government Captain America. And I'm like, well, yeah, well, Captain America is a government Captain America. Mm -hmm. He just, for some reason, they're like, yeah, it's cool. We'll just, like, let him do his thing. But he also also has, like, a, a soured relationship with the government, as we've seen. But also, like, Captain America, Steve Rogers, Steve, it was like a fluke. 
So before him, how many others died in the process, like in the experimenting process? Yeah. And then after him, they kept trying to replicate it. And how many people died as a result? Oh, you're saying like you know? hypothetically? No, I mean I think they didn't. They try to recreate it. Well, I don't. Well, that's the thing. I think that this is addressing that question. I think. Well, I think that that's why like you cannot talk about Captain America because that is the topic of conversation for everything in this. You know what I mean? Like it's in the fucking logo. Like I think that without talking about Captain America and, like, his legacy. This, sh- this show really wouldn't exist. But I also think that that starts to interrogate a lot of, like, the things you don't think about with Captain America. Like, the things we just talked about. And, like, yeah, there probably was a bunch of experiments that we don't know about. Because I-, I think that the also it's, it's good. It makes for good, uh, like, a, a, a story mind because you have a big gap or, like, you don't know, like, this character left and you know this character out of time came back and like now you have all this story that they could mine and i think they still have that with bucky because mm-hmm. bucky had the same shit like he there was huge gaps where he doesn't really know what's what's going on but just based on the first episode it seems like i feel like they might go like a, a boy's route super soldier serum gets out kind of shit mm. yeah what do you think of that yeah, I, I think that'd be an interesting plot line, and I think... Which would be kind of very strange. I never, I think also, like, the criticism... Not the criticism, or a lot of the stuff that we've seen online is how, like, pro, like pro-government a lot of, like, Marvel yeah. stuff has been. And, like, everybody assumes that this is very pro-government. By Raytheon? But, <laughs> but like, maybe that's, like... That is like a misdirection. Like maybe they're trying to like, like you don't think? Yeah, you well, know, like I, I, so. Okay, we yes, we should talk about that. I think that there are parts of the show that, without a doubt, are like they probably got like a government contract here. But at the same time, I don't know because it's not like there are a couple things here, right? <laughs> I find it interesting that the only two black characters in the MCU yeah. are part of the military. Uh, James Rhodes, uh, Rhodey, and War Machine, and uh, Falcon. Or, Amer- I guess, American black superheroes. Yeah. I guess on the opposite end of the spectrum is, like, Black Panther or whatever. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's why. Yes. Um. So, yeah, I think that that stuff is there, and for sure, like, these, these fools are cops. Like, I think Bucky's is the opposite end of that. And that's also probably why they paired them up, which is always the thing, right? Like the good cop, bad cop, like Hobbs and Shaw is a great example. Um, great example. <laughs> Mr. Toretto. Uh, a yeah, so like, and a straight eight. Like so a- I think that all that stuff is there. Like, it, while it is true that this does seem very like you know, like pro-military, like at least a, a section of it seems pro-military. Mm-hmm. Historically, Marvel stories are anti-government. And I don't know how that, I, I, you know, we thought about it in that sense that they're anti-government, but have we thought about them as like pro-military? Because I don't think I've thought about it in that way. Like any of the MCU movies that we watched recently, are they pro-military? Because Iron Man definitely isn't. That's almost like an anti-war movie. Mm-hmm. Or like, 
I guess, pro-war in some ways? I, like, I think it's a little different, though, because it's more like pro-entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very much, like, individualistic. Like, yeah. very much of the time. Pro-capitalism. Sure. Neoliberalist. Yes, definitely. I 100%. And I think in that regard, it's kind of, like, pro-government. But I think expressly I, I think for the most part if we were like to weigh it out i think for the most part it's kind of anti-government yeah because I mean, he like sees against, the, he's like or, or not even anti-government sorry anti-military or the, he's like against the united states at a certain point in time yeah. right like so then because we, they we want to get the iron man suit. yes so then we get this is another time where like the government meddles with like maybe the maybe the mcu's like Real politics is just libertarianism. Like, they want no government involvement with things. Well, Captain Marvel, I feel, was very pro. Or maybe it was, like, Yeah, Captain Marvel pro. was, was like, but definitely. Like, yeah, Captain like Marvel, the air, Captain America. They airbase. Like, they had a bunch of government contracts for that. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of them where they're pro-military, for sure. But I think that... Also, they're, like, the main ones, like, Avengers, super anti-government. Like, the government wanted to nuke New York, and... Which is, like, if you haven't rewatched Avengers in a while, that, I think, gets undersold Mm -hmm. in that movie. Like, they basically tried to Watchmen New York, and then Tony's like, nah, like, I'll just carry this out of this wormhole or whatever. But I think that I, I gotta see a little more to see if it's, like, really pro-military or whatever? Maybe more than anything, it's, like, pro-America. Yeah. You know, like, at the end of the day, we're... I mean, they never say, like, we're American. But there's something very patriotic mm-hmm. about a, a lot of the movies. So far. Why? Maybe they- except for, like, Civil War. I think Civil War is where, like, they explicitly break down, like, how insidious, like government entities and political bodies are like hydra infiltrates shield and it infiltrates you know whatever mm-hmm. right yeah i guess we don't know the answer right we don't know if on further review we don't know if mcu movies are actually pro military yeah it's kind of a mixed bag but on the surface it feels like they're always pro military so did this one like you heard the critique did it feel like that to you of this like, did this, did this first episode feel, like, pro-military to you? I think this first episode felt pro-military. Falcon's parts. Yeah. Because he's still... But I think, like, in the... Like, as the show progresses, he's going to be disillusioned with the military. Yeah. I think they're, they're going to screw him over. They already did with Captain America. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. One of the other things that I liked in terms of, like, uh, home life stuff, like the mundane things, is the scene where... So, Falcon's family business, or I guess, yeah, right, family business, the shrimp business is is kind of having trouble financially, so they're going to sell uh, a boat that they own. But Falcon's like, no, don't sell it. Like, let's go to the bank and let's try to get a loan. And they introduce... I don't know if this is the first time, but it, it feels like the first time that they really talk about it in this way, but... He gets denied a loan, but, like, at the same time, like, the fucking banker, like, wants to take a selfie with him. 
And it does address this question of like, yeah, how do they, how do they make it when they're not being superheroes? Like, what? How do they pay the rent or whatever? And this, I thought this was a nice touch. Like, I thought it was just like a, a good way to introduce this and like, also, kind of race as well, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I for sure race played a yeah a role here, right? Mm-hmm. It's like she directly says that like they don't lend to people. Yeah. And they're like, oh, this isn't a race thing. Yeah. But like, why not? Would he be denying Captain America yeah. alone if he was at his bank, you know? Yeah. And then this also was like, of course, the internet ran with this and was just like, why didn't Tony Stark fucking <laughs> pay this fool shit? I feel like also a lot of the. Maybe- <laughs> There's been a lot of, like, uh, at least with Spider-Man, mm-hmm. it's, like, the repercussions of, like, Tony's tech. Yeah. And, like, the misuse of it, mm-hmm. because he's, like, a, a genius and whatever. And, like, he didn't really think about the small details. Yeah. And, like, who would get hurt as a result of a lot of his actions. Yeah. Yeah, he just kind of, like, yeah, well, here's this million-dollar suit. Uh, I'm not going to pay for maintenance. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to figure it out on your own. (laughs) For real. Yeah, because Falcon's, like, it's pretty cool, but also, like, I can't afford any parts to fix this shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's really sad. Yeah. very sad. That'd That'd be an interesting screenplay, right? Like a superhero who can't be a superhero anymore because he can't Cause pay for like, it. <laughs> he or like, like cyborg, he was, like in, I guess in the DC yeah. universe. Like, how does he get repaired? Well, they gave him like infinite, you know, like power. Basically, he had like it's he like can do all this source. shit. Also, remember, he can move. He can gift people in the Snyder Cut. He can gift people hundred thousand dollars. So I, like I don't think money's like, an object. Sorry, this is way like this is way off. But I like that he like it He created a stack in a his stack head. A stack in his head and he like gave it over. It would have been funny if it like materialized and he just threw it at her head yeah. and some <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> Yeah, like I think a lot of these things, like the, the mundane stuff, like you know, fucking Bucky dating, you know? That was interesting. What did you think of that? It was a very awkward date. Also, it was like charming. I do think that like Bucky has doesn't have those walls up mm-hmm. anymore. Like, I think he's, like, more open to trying to be a regular person. Yeah. And it's very, like, it's charming. Also, it's because it's Sebastian Stan. Yeah. It's charming to try and see him, like, have a have a date with somebody, you know? Yeah. You know, he's, like, one of those, like, f- sad boys that, like, it just, like, don't look at me, I'm sad. You know, like, he'd <laughs> do that on the day. He's like, I'm sorry, I have to leave this day because I'm sad. You know? <laughs> he literally walks out on that day. <sighs> I killed that this. That poor girl. <laughs> I killed this family and their dog. <sighs> I'm sad. They didn't have much chemistry. No, they didn't. It was like, it was more like a friend hangout yeah. than anything. He just, I think, I, I don't think that he should be dating. I think he should be making friends. Well, I don't think he's ready to date. I mean, he's, just because he's a winter soldier doesn't mean he can't get this winter nut, bro. You know, he's got to get these nuts. So I, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this fool hasn't, you know, in a minute. You think? Like, let's be let's be straight up. Like, why do they make these fools so asexual? 
You know, yeah. like, none of them fucking, none of them are sexy. Like, none of them fuck. Like, for sure this dude would be fucking. Like, you know, like, maybe in Wakanda. <laughs> maybe in Wakanda he was getting some ass, but. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> All right. The last point that I want to hit is the idea of, like, symbols becoming commodified and repurposed, which we touched on a little bit already. But it is this idea that, like, I guess we saw a little bit of it. And even though this is a bad movie, Iron Man 3 did it a little bit where, like, they took Tony's suit, which was War Machine, and, like, oh, I guess they introduced it in, in part two. But in part three, they really made it, like, a show, you know? Like, they put, they, they called him the American Patriot, and, like, they, they painted him or whatever. And it was supposed to be, like, the government's response to Tony Stark. And we're seeing it again with, like, Captain America. Well, we saw it actually in, in WandaVision as well. They're creating their own vision. Mm-hmm. And then we're seeing it again here where they're creating their own Captain America. But, like, I guess it's, like, from, like, a meta perspective, it's a little... I don't know how to feel about it yet that, like, Marvel has introduced them, like, commodifying the IP inside of the world. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel like this starts to introduce, like, more, like, the boys' territory storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like... Then they're worried about, like, image or PR, like, how things look and, like, optics become a thing in a way where, like, maybe that wasn't a thing for Steve Rogers. Mm -hmm, You know what I mean? mm -hmm. How did you feel about that? Like, the idea of symbols, like, Captain America being repurposed and commodified or whatever. I think it's a really good plot. Like, I think it's a a really good storyline. Especially now that, like, all of those heroes, like... The two main heroes, right? Tony and uh, Steve are gone. So, like, what do we do once those symbols are are no longer around? I think it's an interesting question. And that's what the, you know, the, the whole point of this show is. Yeah. But, like, as a meta, it's just a lot of, like, layers, right? Yeah. Like... Well, cause Wolverine. All right, so old Logan did it. Do you remember this? Where like they show In the comic book, the comics. Version, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not like offhand. I can't remember all the times that the MC, the proper MCU movies have done it if they've done it. But it's always a little strange because like that becomes like then you start to think about this as like a world that experiences superheroes and like makes things like superheroes as a business Mm -hmm. like i think it's starting to introduce that concept of like superheroes as a money-making thing or like as you know like a government program Mm -hmm. which we haven't really thought of yet like they've all been i mean i guess i guess for sure captain america has but you know he got away from that his origin is that and they all just are kind of like fantastical or like whatever their their fucking powers are. I yeah, so I'm interested to see where that's going to go. And I ho- I mean I think it's a it's a solid prem- like a solid theme or premise that they could build off of. But like talking about like the meta-ness of it, everything there seems to be like a kind of like a revolutionary plot line happening, like overarching plot line. Like Yeah, brewing, the flag smasher right? stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that takes on, like, a meta interpretation, too. When, yeah. like, how how is, M- like, the MCU slash Disney, like, portraying 
a revolution, like a, a proletariat revolution. Yeah. In, you know, like, it, it's commodifying symbols of revolution. Yeah. And also critiquing the government and, like, secret tests that the government does, but all at the same time, like... It's funded by Disney? It's a Disney movie? Yeah. I mean, it's a Disney show, so... I mean, it's the same irony of, like, the boys being an Amazon show. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, yeah. that. there's very much, very much exploitation at every point to make the thing that you're watching without addressing that all of this exploitation, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of a trip to like, it's like a Ouroboros like kind of yeah, shit. Yeah, I mean, you know? at the in the end of the day, like it doesn't make sense to think about the meta-ness of it all too much because it detracts from you enjoying the show. Yeah, and I think the show it's a, the first episode was very enjoyable. Uh, I think they set up. I think the the pacing worked too. Yeah, I agree. Um, I and think- the fact that it's fifty minutes too. Yeah, like, it, it, it made sense. Like, it, it felt like I was watching a movie, but also not, because the way they paced it out really hinted at, like, what's to come. Yeah. It also, like, it took its time in, its, in the pacing. Like, it didn't, it didn't feel like it had to set up a whole lot. Like, you know, like, I, I wanted WandaVision to be longer. I mean, in hindsight, I think it worked for what it was. But, like, this one feels like they're letting the characters breathe more. Like, mm-hmm. they're really building out their footing and, like, seeing where they're at and, like... Based, how they like, think. Yeah, like, how far they've come. And, like, it's it's almost, like, reflective first episode to get them into, like, this new stage. Mm-hmm. But also feels like it's going to set up, like, like WandaVision did, of course. But, like, is this how they're going to introduce the Falcon Captain America now into the MCU? Yeah. I think yeah. so. I think at the end, like, that's what we're going to be seeing, right? Yeah. Also, like... It'd be two... kind of disappointing not to. Yeah. Also, to get super meta on, on these hoes, it's very strange to think about a TV show being what dictates a movie now. Like, that's so weird. Because movies for so long always had, like, this weight to them. Where, like, they even wanted to keep things, like, separate, you know? Like... There was tie-in stuff, but, like, it's, it always just felt like, yeah, you know, like, we're, we're related to that, but I'm, sp- I'm speaking specifically about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but this feels, like, fully integrated. Yeah, like, or this even feels- just, like, Jessica Jones, like, the Netflix Marvel shows, like, those are all, like, in-universe shows, but yeah. they didn't really have anything to do with the... Like, At all. Capital M or capital A movies, I guess, like the Avengers movies. But they always made it seem like they might, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was annoying. Little teasers here yeah. and there. But <clears throat> yeah, like overall, in terms of like the show and the first episode, I am excited to know, like, to get to know these characters more. Yeah. I think also what the show that the show was doing or the episode was doing was we already know these guys, right? Like, we've seen them in various movies throughout but we don't haven't been able to explore their their lives like yeah. we don't really know them know them so but also the question of like who are these characters without captain america mm-hmm. straight up you know yeah i think that this was a good first episode definitely the first episode should have been called side chick catching main chick feelings but that's just me 
I don't even know if that makes sense, but that's just me. <laughs> you just like the that's way just sound. the vi- that's just the vibe I'm on. That's those are the words that I want to leave you guys with, you know. So you guys, as if there's a multiple listener. There is a multiple listener. <laughs> we have one listener that listens to this multiple times. Michelle. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Uh, all right. I don't listen to the show. <laughs> okay. So you're trying to roast the show on the show? Are we... I thought you said you didn't want to get meta, bro. <laughs> Anything else? What would you the show? rate it? All right. So okay. what would you rate this? Scale to one to five broken TV. No, what the fuck? Five. Uh, sorry. Well, I guess I, I do have... No, no, no. It's too late. Something to say. It's too late. No, but I think the way... This is like... You said this so long ago, but I think it was like such a good way of like summing up the show in terms of like the imposter syndrome and exploring like Sam's imposter syndrome into like say it say what it is say say what it actually is what do you mean side chick catching main chick uh, feet uh, 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 uh. (laughs) yes that but also I think it works for for Bucky because like he feels like he doesn't deserve all of this yeah he feels like he doesn't deserve to live a normal life because of, of his all sins. Yeah, of all the shitty things that he did against his will. Yeah, and I and I think that's a really that's a very smart of the writers of the show to capture that. Yeah, there are parallels, even though they're on opposite ends of the mm-hmm. spectrum, mm-hmm. but parallels nonetheless, especially as it relates to their influential figure. Let's say mentor, maybe. You yeah. Know? Yeah. All right. What would you rate it? A four. Point five. Okay. Better than WandaVision F1? I think this feels like a complete pilot, though. Like, I think it does everything a pilot should do. Mm. So I do think... Because I don't think that WandaVision did that. I don't think yeah. it was... Like, it cared about it being the pilot. It was just the episode. You think they recut this shit after WandaVision? I don't think so. You think so? No. What, 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 I feel like they had to have learned some shit. Mm. Maybe. I and don't know. Like but two that's different just... shows, though. Like, two different, like, genres. But also, it was, like, the first of its kind. And, mm. like, they had to have learned something from it. I just wonder what it is. Yeah. Sorry. I, not to take away from what you're saying. No, no, no. Uh, it's fine. You just do that. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I think... I don't think that WandaVision was interested in doing, like, a traditional pilot. Yeah. I think, or I guess it did. Well, it also had more of a concept. Yeah, it was. It's its own lane. Yeah, because it, it worked as a pilot to introduce us to the world, but it didn't really give us many hints on what to expect for yeah. the, the season. Whereas this show kind of like gives us a bunch of hints while still being very watchable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I I'd agree with you. I'd go probably four point three. I mean, I really liked it. It's hard to, like, find... You can't really find anything about it that's, like, necessarily poorly made. And, like, these characters are interesting. And, I mean, I don't know. I wonder how much of these things are affected by the fact that, like, you had to be a fan. Like, if you're not a fan of these things, how... in Like, that's what I think about. Like, how do... Someone who's never seen things like this, are they into it? Because, like, they don't have the same connection to the characters. Like... It just feels strange, back on, like, the meta shit, that, like, there's almost, like, homework to watching these things. And, like, there's, like, extra things 
involved with watching this and they affect movie like i don't know you're a part of something when you're watching this mm-hmm. even though you don't even know it and like it's cleverly s- sucking you in which is why these tv shows are smart yeah i think it's also interesting how we're like more and more we're going away from superhero as like a, a children's genre yeah this doesn't feel family friendly no. i mean like it is i guess but it doesn't feel like the target audience is children yeah yeah like this is an action this is an action show with like major dramatic events happening like what child is going to be interested in watching i, I mean the i Winter think soldier it, in therapy i think it's for teenagers now at this yeah point, right yeah and i think that that's also interesting because like comics were created for kids and they're no longer for kids and it's because like most of the kids who it was created for grew up and like (laughs) they kept growing up but like now they have to make it for adults because like but also it's just it's it's ubiquitous now like Mm -hmm. it's an umbrella like a superhero umbrella yeah also like I've kept saying this for WandaVision but I think that this medium of TV almost like it feels so close to the comics to me because, like, you can just pick up a, a number one issue and just get going and, like, you're in the story. And this feels the same way. Like, you you watch this one and you're in the story. I'm sure the movies are, are, are similar, but they're, like, longer and, like, you know, more more restricted by act structures and, and traditional storytelling and, like, catharsis, shit like that. But this just feels like... I'm in a new story about these characters mm-hmm. that isn't going to conclude in like an hour and a half, two hours, but it's like you get to see a lot more and like little, it, it just feels like you're getting more of the characters that you already liked. And thankfully so far they've been good. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been bad yet, but I guess we'll see. We'll see how it goes until the end. I don't know if this is going to have a second season. It's just a limited series, right? I Yeah, it's a mini series. So I wouldn't want there to be another another season yeah same alright well anything else you want to say about the show it was a lot of fun to watch yeah I'm excited to see where it goes it's so different from one division yeah. which is also an exciting like it's exciting that they're so different yeah when it's really like the same like they're Avengers stories like yeah but they don't feel like an Avengers story yeah thing, you know alright well thanks for listening I've been the Falcon? <laughs> You've been Winter Soldier? Mm-hmm. Alright, peace. <laughs> Bye. You didn't want to play along. Wow. Bye.